Go ahead. All right. Good evening, everybody, or good day, good morning, whatever your time zone is. It's uh, I'm on the. Well, I'm in California, so it's uh, evening time right now. But uh, my name is Domingo. I'm a compulsive overeater, and I'm grateful to be at this meeting. My abstinence date is April 30th, 2009. Since uh, coming into OA, I've been relieved of about 145 pounds, and uh, and uh, available to sponsor. I I do only sponsor men. Um, and I think somebody's shuffling some papers in the background. If you want to check your your mute, um, but uh, I do only sponsor men, but I'm I'm available. Just give me a call and we'll chat about it. And I'm really grateful to be at this meeting. I'm really grateful that I'm still here. I'm still here in program. <laughs> I'm still I'm still in no way. You know, I was actually listening to um, something earlier when I was I was thinking about you know when I came in how grateful I was to find a home here in OA uh, because. You know, my my life, and I, I have 20 minutes, so I'll do my best to tell you what it was like, what happened, and what I'm like today. But, you know, the bottom line is, is that, you know, nothing nothing worked for very long uh, before coming into OA. And if it worked, um, it, it, it hardly ever worked again. If I seen it, it hardly ever worked again. So sometimes excessive over-exercising. I'm also an exercise bulimic. I identify as that. Uh, thankfully, today, uh, you know, being in OA in the last 14 years, I have exercised, various levels of exercise. But for today, exercise is not part of my recovery program. It's, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's just a meal plan. The meal plan helps me maintain my, uh, my a healthy weight standard and I will likely, you know, talk to my sponsor and he may help me reduce my calories on my spending plan if, uh, and it, it has happened at one point, I think in 2012, no, 2012, 2018, 2012 and 2016, there's been a couple of times when my food plan's been adjusted. For, for the most part, I eat pretty much very similar things and uh, very similar calorie count. And I haven't had to I haven't had to work out uh, in order to maintain that, which is I'm really grateful. I used to think that working out was part of being healthy, and it and well, not being healthy, but part of maintaining and managing my weight. Um, and it is part of being healthy, but not the way I was doing it. I was compulsively over exercising. You know, I was an exercise bulimic, so I was often really terrible abusive to my body. I mean, maybe in today's standards, it probably wouldn't be considered that because they're, you know, back when I was compulsive overeating, you know, um, extreme athletes doing triathlons was more of like uh, something that was out of the norm, very unusual. But now more and more, you know, people generally in the world are doing things like that, running marathons and, you know, half marathons and doing triathlons and doing, um, yeah, long distance endurance sports. But, but when I was doing it, <laughs> I was, I was literally trying to walk off all my weight in one going, you know, that's what, you know, I was like, I'm going to walk from here in Southern California, you know, uh, 400 some odd miles away to San Francisco. Like I'm just going to do it in one, in one roll, you know what I mean? And just hopefully, half my weight gets off. I, I mean, 
and it didn't. It didn't work. Um, I would usually wind up getting. Uh, it it might work for a minute. It might work for a little while, but eventually, you know, I'd wind up uh, coming back and binging, and my weight kept crawling up and up and up. Um, I was in when I was 21 years old in 19 in uh, 1988. I think it was in 1988. You know, I was 169 pounds. I was in the military. I was in the Marine Corps. They did show me how to run. They did manage my food for me in boot camp, and um, I did white knuckle it for several years after that and maintain that uh, weight loss. But after I lost, uh, you know, I went back to compulsive overeating because that's what I am a compulsive overeater. Um, after I couldn't white knuckle it anymore and I couldn't maintain the grueling um, exercise routine that I had, you know, I was, I was running three to seven miles every day. I was playing basketball. I was skateboarding. I was, you know, boogie boarding on the weekend. I mean, and, you know, doing, I mean, it's just incredible. I just, I couldn't maintain it. It was, it was just insane. I was working full time, had to try to have a, you know, have friends. And I did have a fiance at the time. And just, I was, I was burning the candle at both ends. I was, and I was, um, the food that I was eating was just artificially propelling me. Um, I never really needed that much food. It just, but I mean, I needed it to compulsive, to make myself feel better. I needed it to get through difficult situations. I needed it to be okay with existing, be okay with life in general. But I, my body didn't need it to do the things that I needed to get done. Uh, I mean, I did, I did, I did use it like a drug, and to I used it like an upper, you know, sugar and caffeine and all that, all the other stuff. You know, for today, uh, since coming into OA, you know, my abstinence is I abstain from. Uh, white flour and sugar. Uh, certain things have sugar, like fruit. Certain fruit that I eat, and and there's there's sugar really in a lot of just you know, uh, just vegetables and and different different you know uh, uh, unprocessed foods. And those are those of course those I eat those because they're kind of in, they're kind of built in. I can't. But uh, but I don't like add any sugar, and I don't eat um, things that have sugar in the higher than the uh, first five ingredients. If you look at the ingredient category, that's how my sponsor taught me how to how to tell if something has sugar or not. Um, but so what can I tell you? Yeah, uh, you know, compulsively overeating was a tool until it became a problem. You know, I had tons of problems early on five or six years old, I was very uncomfortable very early. Uh, panic attacks, um, uh, severe anxiety, uh, feelings of, you know, separateness and isolation, um, a, a fear of abandonment. Uh, I mean, you name it, you know, I was, I was a mess, uh, but I was, you know, I pretended to be the strong silent type. I did that like the big book told us, uh, said, you know, that people like me do, which is we have a we live two lives, one that we, we put out in public and one that, you know, we have our internal life, you know, the one that I was suffering and the one I was miserable and the one I, I couldn't get any relief from life uh, in. Temporarily, yeah, I could have a good day. I could have a good few hours. I could have some laughs. But, you know, 
ultimately, in the final analysis, it was a gloomy prognosis for me. You know, I was uh, I was beyond being a pessimist. I was severely depressed and didn't even know about it. You know, didn't I was so disconnected from my own body that I didn't even know I was uh, severely, continuously depressed. Just you know, I, I I didn't feel anything. I stuffed all my feelings. I either I stuffed them. Uh, I stuffed them, or meaning that I just uh, ignored them and pretended they weren't there, and maybe got busy or distracted myself, or I compulsively overeat, overate, or I did some other activity that um, gave me a temporary, you know, distraction from from my problems. I was at one point I was trying to out chaos my disease. I figured, I, I clearly remember it. I said, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make my life so hectic and so crazy that I am running from one thing to the next that I can't stop and think. I can't stop and be. I can't stop and let my fear catch up to me. You know, I, I've come to realize um, be, being abstinent for this long, you know, and not not uh, choosing not to compulsively overeat and or asking my higher power to help me not compulsively overeat, I guess, because it's not a matter of choice. I can, I can choose to work the program, but even today I can't choose uh, or I can't choose to not compulsively overeat today. I can choose, you know, to work the program and to surrender to my higher power, to his care, uh, his or her, whatever your conception is, um, to the loving care of my higher power but um, and I I I only I can only work I've never I don't know how to abstain from compulsive overeating uh, of my own I I don't know if you said Domingo how do you abstain I you know I wouldn't know how to do it all I know how to do is work the program have a food plan have a sponsor work the steps try to adhere to the traditions to the best of my ability try to practice the principles in all my affairs everywhere I can't be one person somewhere and the other person somewhere else. I'm going to compulsively overeat. Eventually, I will compulsively overeat. Um, I have to grow the relationship with the God of my own understanding because my problems very often, see, you know, are, seem like they out, uh, out, they're out, they outside the God of my own understanding, and I have to go and renegotiate my understanding of a God of my own understanding, and. Uh, to make sure that, you know, he's got everything in hand because I need perfect security. That's, that's why I come to this program is because I needed perfect security. I had an obsession of the mind that nothing can quelch, nothing can um, soothe, nothing can, you know, there's no, it's unquenchable. An obsession is by nature unquenchable. And um, no matter how, how often I compulsively overate or how, how different, how many different foods I did it with or, how many different ways I did it. Uh, um, I, it, it, you know, if that would have worked, it would have worked, and I wouldn't have had to come into OA. <laughs> you know, compulsively overeating would have fixed me, but it didn't. It became, it became the problem, and um, and uh, or and then and really just, it really just became another symptom. It was a tool, then it became another symptom of the real problem, right? Which had nothing to do with any other things. Um, that I've done to try to make myself uh, feel better. 
So other than surrender to the loving care of a God of my own understanding that breathed me into life that and that loves me unconditionally, loves all of us, I believe, unconditionally. And um, before I go on, um, timer, can, can you give me a time check just to let me know how much time I have so I have some, some idea? Hi. Yes, you have just under eight minutes. Great. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks for your service. So um, that, that's all. And you know what? You know, my ego says, uh, my, you know, this program is all about doing less, not doing more. It's, it, I mean, the stuff that I, I may do more or, di- or do, I wouldn't say do more of, but maybe new stuff. Like, you know, I never did the steps. I never did a moral inventory. I admitted that I was powerless. I never um, did a 10th step. I never made amends without blaming the other person or telling them how it was their fault that I did what I did. And that really, it wasn't really my fault. They started it and they did worse than me. And um, I have every right to defend myself and to, 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 you know, do what I did to them because they did what they did to me first, you know, but, you know, in doing the amends process, I learned to just, you know, focus on, on my part, hundred percent of my part, whatever that is, even if it's, 1% 1% of the interaction, I get to take 100% of the responsibility and make amends for that. And then, and, and, uh, and let it fall off my shoulder. Let that, let one more weight fall off my shoulder, thankfully. You know, the goal is just, the goal is just to be able to walk this earth a free, a free human being. And by few, I mean feeling free. Uh, whether I'm actually free or I'm under a dictatorship or I'm in prison for whatever reason or in jail or whatever the case might be, uh, to be able to be feel free, that I can walk freely and look everybody in the squarely in the eye and I don't have to hide from anybody and I don't have to be ashamed of any, of anything, you know, cause I've already, I, cause I am. You know, uh, yeah, because I'm just, yeah, because I, because I don't need to anymore. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, you know, walking this earth, the free man, there's this part of a movie. He said, yeah, I'm just going to walk the earth. Uh, it's in a, it's in a, it's in a movie. He, he this guy's going to change careers from a hitman. He says, he's just going to walk the earth. And uh, that's all I want to do. I just, wherever I want to be, I just want to be comfortable with myself and with you. And with the God of my understanding, and with the world as I as I as I understand it, um, and uh, and I, I, I and and nothing's going to give me that other than that relationship with the God of my understanding, and one and doing like the ninth step. Thank you. Is that five minutes, or is that time? Yes, you have five minutes. Okay, I appreciate it. So. So those are the things that I, I guess I do that are new that I never did. I never did those. I never admitted I was wrong. I never admitted I didn't know anything. I never, people, you know, it got so bad. I, I, I have so many memories of how people tried to tell me and help me, and I wouldn't listen. I wouldn't listen. Uh, I used to be a manager, and my team, you know, uh, you know, my team, my employees would ask me questions. And one day they started asking me a bunch of questions and they would all laugh when I would answer. And I said, did I, did I say something funny? 
And they go, Domingo, no matter what we ask you, you always have an answer. You always know. You always, <laughs> you can't just say, I don't know, you know. And um, I knew everything and knew nothing. And thankfully, I know. And thankfully, I know today that I think I know today that I know nothing. You know, there's very little that I know. And um, the great part is that that doesn't discern. That doesn't. Um, that doesn't distress me anymore, because you know, my ego says, "You here, listen. You're not going to be happy, Domingo, until you're at this weight. You look this way. You have a six pack." Um, uh, you, this is your waist size. I'm also, I also, I'm also, um, you know, I also have, I don't know if it's an official diagnosis, but you know, I don't know what thin is. I don't know what thin is. And, uh, and I don't, yeah, I just, and, and, uh, I, I, you know, it's taken me a long time to work, to get comfortable with my own physical body, with my, with my being, um, for a long time, I suffered anxiety, and part of why it was so bad is because I was holding my stomach in because I was trying to look thinner than I was, even if I was thin. And all I needed to do is put, leave my stomach out and just breathe through my stomach. And I probably, you know, I've been less anxious because of that. <laughs> all I needed to do was breathe. So anyways, my ego says you got to do all these things. The my but the bad news for my ego is is that none of those things are gonna are gonna do anything for me. Not what I needed to do. The good news is I don't have to do any those I don't have to do any of those things to be um you know, content and satisfied and extremely joyous and, and happy. Uh, with myself and with others and with the world and with my high, with a God amount of understanding, I don't need to. So that's the bad news. The bad news is a million dollars isn't gonna isn't gonna do it for me. The good news is I don't need the million dollars. You know, to to feel like I really need and want to feel. I'm talking about the real me, the me that just wants some peace and serenity and wants to have joy and wants to walk this earth. Uh, a free man and wants to live high and wants to not have the weight of the world on my shoulders and not uh, and be able to just you know go along this world lightly you know with with the light touch and not everything be a struggle not everything be an uphill battle not everything be another problem or dreading be an, even when there's no problems dreading that another problem is going to come down the line even if another quote-unquote challenge comes down the line, the, the solution's built in. So technically, it's not a problem. It, it might appear to be a problem for me, but the solution is built in, and so there's not a problem. <laughs> so, but, you know, I don't, but I'm, I'm still learning that because that hasn't been, that wasn't the first 40-some-odd years of my life. I'm 55 now, going to be 56 next month in November. And so I've only had 14 plus years of living a different life. You know, prior to that, I had 40, you know, 41, 42 years of living a, a completely different way. There's a lot of deep grooves that are built in. There's a lot of habits. There's a lot of misconceptions about the life, about the world, about me, about you. 
the fact that there isn't even the fact that there even the misconception that it, there is a me and there is a you and that That's we're separate fine. and th- thank you and I'll wrap up you know there's it's just it's just us it's just one we're all just one we're together I can't be rid of you you can't be rid of me <laughs> thankfully you can't abandon me I can't abandon you we're stuck uh, with each other thankfully and I love you and thanks for letting me share I pass.